Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a spooky episode of the Anime Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, JD, here with Mr. Spooky Earthworm. How are you doing on this, uh, I don't know, happy day? I Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Pretty good happy day. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, everybody. When you're listening to this, it is, well, if you're listening day one, it is indeed Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to first off uh, start off by saying stay safe out there if you're all going to do shenanigans and whatnot. That's uh, true. We're actually like, we can kind of give a message before they go out. Yeah, a little bit, you know, yeah. but don't, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Be silly, be goofy, have fun. But, uh, you know, be smart out there. Yeah. Don't do what we're about to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. Try to stay away from all the events that have happened in Devilman Crybaby, because none of them are good. So, yes, today is finally we were going to watch Devilman Crybaby, something I've watched, I think, a year ago, and I wanted you to watch. Um, Very dark. um, Also, a lot of, like, it has a lot to say. I would like to say that as well, behind all the blood and guts and gore of the show, but uh, we are talking about Devilman Crybaby, the Netflix uh, adaptation. Uh, That will be the discussion point, and it just fits for today on Halloween because uh, it's something, and that's all I can say. I don't know if I would legitimately classify this as a a horror series, a horror show, but uh, you cannot deny the use of horror imagery, especially in this adaptation. Yeah, the uh, trippy shit. The, and the all body that. horror. Yeah, the, the body, body horror. Like it's like a Cronenberg film. Everybody's just tits are fucking stabbies now, and it's <laughs> like you see vaginas turn into mouths, and then and they like, bite people. Yeah, people's heads like open up into like this plant mouth. It's weird, dude. It's very, yeah, very creative. I will say some of the monster designs in this were a fucking plus. Absolutely. So. That will be our discussion point today, if you have not. But, of course, before that, we have a lot of things to discuss today. Mostly just catching up on everything. How have you been, my friend? Good. Good, my man. Um, You know, been uh, watching a lot of horror movies. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. So, I think it's out by now. I guess you guessed it on the Anime Summit podcast. Yes. You... Yeah, I guessed it on one of their extra episodes. Their Cinematography episode. And, yes, I said that correctly. Is that right? C- it is cinnamon. It is on their show. Cinnamon? Cinematography. Okay, it's, okay. It's the classic Dannyism. No, Danny had me on to discuss um, Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978. Okay. And the original Nightmare on Elm Street. And how was it? It was a lot of fun. Okay. It was a lot of fun. I, it's the first time I've seen Halloween. And I, uh, it's honestly set a new bar for horror movies for me. Like John Carpenter, the director, he is a he's a fucking genius. Wonderful. So this is the original Halloween. Original Halloween. Because they just came out with Halloween Ends, which is officially the ending of the franchise and what, fifth movie or something uh, like that? A lot more than five. Oh, I, it's, I, it's I just weird. don't know. I don't follow the horror Yeah, genre. so there were probably... There were probably five or six original Halloween movies. God, yeah. I guess you can call them original Halloween movies. And then I know Rob Zombie went back and he he tried to reboot the franchise with two movies that were separate from everything else. What the the new trilogy does is it it takes place after the original movie. So every other Halloween in between the original and the new trilogy is not like interesting canon as far as the the new trilogy goes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just trying to like build off of that. I think a lot of people thought the kind of the in between Halloweens might have gotten a little off track of what they were originally supposed was to be. Was it the same guy, John Carpenter? No, 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 I believe he only directed the first one. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so that's why I got off track and okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I think this is kind of this this new director's idea of like we're we're going to 
you know, like I said, we're not going to pay attention to anything between Halloween 2 and, and whatever. It's if We're going right off of the original. Everybody likes the first one. That's the, that's the best one. I think everybody can agree. So let's let's build off of that. Brought Jamie Lee Curtis back as like the the protagonist again, I believe. Yes, she she's a bad bitch. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean, if you haven't seen it, uh, go watch Halloween if you're interested in horror movies. I'm not yeah, gonna say I've you. never watched it. I know of like you know the famous piano like beats bum, from bum, it. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, it's, dude, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. The only time I almost wanted to watch it was because Freddy versus Jason, and I okay. like all these like fighting kind of. That one's very action heavy, and that's what I like. I'm just there for the action, but then it's like, well, you don't know anything about them if you don't watch the originals. But do I want to watch the originals? That's the question. So. Honestly, Nightmare on Elm Street, it it, it screams 1984. <laughs> Well, like, which one do you think is more scary? I legitimately you... think Halloween is scarier. Really? I honestly wow. do. I honestly do. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about it because yeah, I yeah, want yeah, you. Obviously. I want you all to oh, go so yeah, yeah, you and go listen to, that, yeah. to the episode. But yes, um, Nightmare on Elm Street was the practical effects made it a little cheesy. Ah, uh, you know what I mean? Like for they, its time, yeah. And like uh, Halloween's like a, a slasher film. It's Michael Myers isn't like a supernatural dude. He's just a, a freak of nature. You know what I mean? But yeah. he can't like go into your dreams or anything. Yeah. Freddy Krueger. It's it's all surreal. It's supernatural. You know. It's it's supposed to be blending blending the lines between reality and a dream. So to do that, you need to do some more effects type stuff. And with it being 1984, and their effects budget was like fifty thousand dollars. Oh shit! It was fucking yeah. nothing, dude. Yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of a documentary about how they made it, and that movie had no business being made. Um, <laughs> but it did. But uh, honestly, you could probably go back and watch at least Nightmare on Elm Street, and it will be dated enough, I think, to where you won't be legitimately scared. Halloween. Because yeah, you know how much of a of a wimp I am when you it comes do not to, like horror. I movies. do not like horror. I do. I stay away from that because I'm just in my mind. As much as I know it's not real, I'm like it could be real. Well, you know, if it makes you feel any better, Danny's very much like you. She'd never been big into horror. This is kind of her first time willingly delving into this, other than like being at a sleepover and yeah. being forced to watch it. And she wasn't like genuinely terrified of either of these movies. Yeah, I think actually I'd like Halloween more. I think you would. Because slasher stuff, I've watched that kind of stuff before. The directing in Halloween, my friend, it's so fucking good. Like, mm. it's it's a it's a work of art. All right. Yeah, but other than that, um, I've watched both the remakes of It in the past month. Uh, yeah, I did watch... Uh, actually, no. See, I watched the original It, and I have... With Tim Curry? Yes. That's a three-hour fucking movie. And I, I actually, didn't know this. I actually enjoyed it, uh, the first really? half. I didn't like the second half. Why not? Where, uh, because then they tried to make the adults and all that stuff, and they come back. Oh, to, it's. Bo- I didn't realize that was all part of the three hours movie. is two is two parts of the movie. One when they're kids, that makes and, more and sense. then the second one is when they come back, yeah. like they're doing in in, in the remakes. In they the made re- two separate movies to to do that. Okay. Exactly. So I have the remake because our buddy Steve gave it to me a long time ago. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm terrified of it, but it looks a lot better than Tim Curry's because of, of course, here comes the budget again. Here comes like they can do a lot more work. I heard it's like more terrifying. They show more blood and guts it, in this one, but I don't know. You watched it so many. I I still have it. And I haven't I haven't put it on. So I I think that the lead up, like everything up until the end of the movies, is really good. Always, yeah. So spoilers for Stephen King's It. Yeah. Um, give you a second to to gather yourselves, yeah. but uh, at the end of the movie, and I'm pretty sure it was the same in the original, they they beat. Pennywise by essentially not being afraid of him. Yeah, and he's still a spider, right? Uh, yeah, he's a spider. At the end of the second movie, he's this like big spider thing. Yeah. And literally how they, I don't know if it was like exactly like this in the original, but how they beat him, quote unquote, is they just start making fun of him. 
Yeah. They just start looking at him going, stupid clown, you're fucking nothing. You you suck, stupid. And it's, for me, as someone who's, I'm trying to be scared by these movies. Like, I'm going in for the purpose of being scared. Yeah. When I find out that all I have to do is be a third grade bully to this murderous clown, and he goes, it's like swiper no swiping to me. Oh, Swiper no swiping. And that's how it feels. And it, it, it really ruined it for me. I love all the buildup. Like the second movie, especially, there were some fucking scenes that creeped me out, bro. Yeah. I never then, seen the second one remake, so. Well, and then I, I watched the second one thinking, well, they beat him by not being afraid of him in the first one. Obviously, that didn't work if they're back as adults, you know? Let's, what are we going to do here? And right. if they just do the same thing, they're like, well, we're not afraid of you. And I'm like, you couldn't? Come on, guys. You should have yeah. gone into that with this plan in the beginning. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. If I already knew that Pennywise, that the key to him, is not being afraid. The second he shows up again, I'm going to be like, the fuck are you doing here, dude? I mean, at the end of Get the first of one, when they when they uh, beat him, uh, one of the characters has asthma and sprays him in the eyes with the <laughs> inhaler. Yeah. And I get it's because he was not scared of him in a way, but it's like that that inhaler fucked up the clown. And I'm like sitting here like, what? So that's what I mean. Everything is great about the show when I watch it, about like making it scary and suspenseful. When you find out how they defeat him, it's basically... You know, yeah, you know, make fun of it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I I like the story of it. I just don't think it's very scary. Because, like, the yeah. especially in the first one when they're kids, the whole, the message is, like, it is fear. That's why it's called it. The, the message is to to get over your fear, whatever it yeah, and is. And when you're a kid, You have to sense, face yeah. it down, you know? And throughout the entire movie, all the kids are dealing with their traumas. You know, the little girl has the abusive dad. Yep. And she's dealing with that. The other kid has the overprotective mom, and when he finally deals with that, he can face down Pennywise. It's a good theme, but it's to me takes away the fear, which is why we're here. You know, the scary mm-hmm. movie. I like at the end of scary movies, much like I guess Devil Man Crybaby, where things are fucking hopeless. Like that's what makes me yeah, scared. There's yeah, no that, way. That's to why win. you need to watch zombie movies. There's never hope at the end of a zombie movie. No. It's just gonna keep going and people die. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like zombie movies take it too far. It's not just what this do you mean? one. Well, it's not one moment. Like The Walking Dead was eight seasons oh, that, of that's, hopelessness. Yeah, that's... It's like okay, at some point, everybody that, yeah. needs to die. You can't keep making me feel the hopelessness. Wait, fa- you know, fades away after a certain. Yeah, after point. like season four, I was like, all right. Yeah, uh, once Herschel died, I was out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> It's The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. I don't I don't care. But no, I, I get what you're saying is like sometimes it's like you're kind of watching a horror film and you think if there's any kind of film or genre that's not going to have that much hope at the end, you would think it'd be horror, those. Yeah. But they still got to add that like happy There's a ending. lot of the time the, the protagonist will win. But like even if they escape, like, okay, escaping's one thing, but then put yourself in that situation again. Try to do that again. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Mm-hmm. Like. So that's that's my complaints about the movie It. Yep. And maybe I... I, I if someone's read the book, tell me because I want to know if like my problems are with Stephen King's writing or if it's how it was adapted. I think it's how it's adapted because I read the book Misery, which yeah. is is not a horror by any means. It's mostly it can, it's a it's, realistic. It's, 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 it's a kind of psychopath woman that has um, she kidnaps the writer. She kidnaps right? the yeah. writer of her favorite books, and then she literally makes it so he can't get well. So she'll he'll write her. Yeah. She breaks his perfect. fucking ankles. Oh, and, yeah. Like, it's crazy. So, and it was pretty good, but like the book was better. And the, for once, I read a book, and I was like, oh, no, this was a lot more <laughs> fucked up. In for the once, book, so. I read a book. For <laughs> once, I read a book. I'm, I'm simple here. So, uh, yeah. 
But um, no, that's you, I figured you were going to be getting into the horror stuff. I've been watching some ghost adventures. I right, there you go. And I know you <laughs> you don't believe in ghosts and all that, but uh, me and the wife found out we have it on our cable uh, thing for Sling TV. There's like four new episodes, so we binge watched it. And I'm like, oh, this is a little fucked up. And then I go to bed. I'm actually pretty fine. And then my wife's like, I wasn't able to sleep oh, at no. all last night. I'm like, really? So yeah, I was just watching some of those things, you know, demon houses and whatnot. So yeah. I got a little bit into the spooky season for like a week. There you go. And uh, now I'm, I'm I'm watching Fruits Basket. So <laughs> very we're very just, different types we're of horror. Back to the drama romance. Um, <laughs> this is real horror. The horrors of your mind. <laughs> the real horror that you know you're never gonna have the one you want because you live with the soma family. <laughs> <laughs> that you're never going to truly feel love. Or are you? Um, but yeah, I, I I don't mean to cut you off on what no, you've you're been good, doing, dude. but That's I figured I'd let you it. know. Um, the updates because obviously Danny has heard the message that I have <laughs> started Fruits Basket. I am on episode fourteen or fifteen of the second season, uh, so hopefully we'll be have that wrapped up by the next episode if everything goes according to plan. Um, and it's still pretty good. Um, we're hitting that middle point where I think twenty five episodes is too much, and you told me it's like Yuki going through his his growing stage and all that. So I don't mind it. It's not bad, but uh, it's definitely getting into some characters I just don't care. There's a lot in in the second season. I was even feeling that way. I'm like, I feel like you're adding a lot of characters that don't need to be here. Yeah, like the student council you mentioned. It's like, I don't need more outside characters because I already have so many people in the Soma family. And then they have people that they're into, you know, branches off. I will say, I I personally think that every character, for the most part, plays an important role in somebody's story by the end. By the end of the by, show, by the every the single show, character I have seen will play an important part. Just think about that. Most dude. of them okay. play, like even like the the student council, a good majority of them. I think the only person that you might be able to argue doesn't is the the Miki girl. Is that her name right? I don't remember her it's name. It's the girl who keeps talking the one that in, talks the in third, third person. person. Yeah. You know, Miki doesn't like that, yada, yada. I think she's the only borderline one, but like the the the, the dude, who the overconfident guy, he ends up being a fairly big part of people's stories. Yeah, the very quiet girl ends up playing an, a, a very big role in, in people's stories. Like, you, they end up being there for a reason. Yeah, and I, I do give Fruits Basket props for. Yeah, they do add in a lot of characters, but they at least they at least connect the dots where the dots need to be connected instead of just leaving them out in the ethos. Yep, I finally got to see the last two like Zodiacs, the horse Rin. I think her name's Ren or Rin. Yep, and um. Corino, the rooster, which is my zodiac sign, so I'm glad to finally see it and um, stuff like that. But we're obviously going to talk a lot more about it once it's done. So you're that, goddamn right. That's about it. Um, and other than that, uh, I I haven't told you for a while, but I've been up to date with Hunter Hunter with my buddy Devin. Very good. We've been watching it. We are pretty much in the part where you know uh, the Chimera Ant arc, where basically Gone and Killer realize there are no match for the Chimera Ant Palace Guards. Oh, good. And yeah, Kite, that's a fun. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's a big moment that happened, and I'm preparing. Once I finish that with him, I'm going to start up Bleach again, uh, of course, after the Soul Society arc and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm just on a Shonen kick right now, but also it's the new stuff is coming out, so I kind of want to see it. I'm hearing good things. People have been hyped. I don't know if it's just people have been jonesing for Bleach. Well, I mean, there's, there's a years. lot of Bleach fans, yeah. and they wanted this to be happening. Now, I hope people aren't going, oh, it's 10 out of 10, because I know some people are like, oh, it's it's amazing already, and it's only been three episodes. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, you can't judge a show yet off three episodes. A lot of people do it. People I get will. it. Yeah. I get it. Trust me. But um, it, It'll even out at some point. It, it always is. does. Yeah, already uh, Kagi has been knocked down from number one, so which it, it'll, yeah. it'll draw its course. We can't, 
<laughs> we can't let that happen. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's it for me uh, when it comes to things. I don't have much going on, so that's fair. You know, I I, I get you. What about you? That's it. Just yeah, pretty much the horror movies. movies, man. I think that's that's probably the only thing that's like of note people would care about. Oh shit, I forgot. I, I we've been talking about it, and that's why I forgot to mention it. But I did buy the cyberpunk book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if if y'all don't know, we're yeah. we're probably gonna be trying the cyberpunk RPG yeah. soon. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. we're we're smitten by the anime. JD already liked the video game, so yeah. Why not? I mentioned I like I messaged Ethan because in the Weebology podcast, check them out. You know, pretty much every one of our like. Our friends' podcast have have done an episode on Edge Runners, but he mentioned like, man, I was really interested in doing the role playing game, and I'm like, I'm ordering it. I want to try to do it. I'm oh, going to yeah. try to DM, but yeah, it's on the way, and um, I'm just excited to at least read and get into the lore a little bit more in the world, and hopefully, we'll be able to do a tabletop if I'm good enough. I think, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm excited. I like. I, I'm actually more excited about creating stories and stuff. Sure. Than I am doing the work. <laughs> like I'm just gonna be like, because I love coming up with ideas. It's just now I gotta execute. Yeah, executing so, them is always the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Hunter Hunter game we tried to make. Just, yeah, yeah. Just too much. I mean, to be fair, that's like all that creativity had to go somewhere, and that's why we have the podcast. Exactly. Like, right. Right. We, we have to do something with this. So, uh, if you guys are interested on that cyberpunk story, I will keep you all in check because I live and breathe cyberpunk right now. So. He has been. That's all. We went to Dunkin' Donuts earlier, and that's all we listened to on the ride. Cyberpunk, the cyberpunk radio, cyberpunk baby. Fucking radio. <laughs> I have a problem. Yeah, that's all right though. But uh, speaking of problems, I think we should get to the biggest problem here, and that is uh, Devilman Crybaby and the demons that are. So you are you are forgetting something. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. It is that time of the month, my brother. Oh my god! It's a, it's our proverbial aunt flow of the podcast. <laughs> That's when you can Except tell I've been. We we like this way more than any woman's ever liked. A period. <laughs> oh, uh, this, Jesus Christ! This is our patron Q and A, and it's spooky season. I think I don't remember if we got any actually spooky questions. I think which, one was spooky, which and I, then they deleted it, and you know. Put another one up. So. Okay, so well, hold on, before we get into that though, since we didn't get a whole lot of spooky questions, let me ask you. What in the, I don't want like an existential, like being alone answer. What is your biggest fear? Like what's, what's a super phobia that you have? Wait, wasn't that asked for a question? Was it? Well, I, let, me, let me check. I'm I don't know. Maybe right it was asked a, a years, uh, in one of our other Halloween episodes, but I don't remember. I have the memory of lawn furniture. Nope. Okay. So far I'm not seeing any of that, um. Nope, there isn't. So you're saying, what's my biggest yeah, fear? Yeah, like, what's something that, like, what's a phobia you have? Or, like, what's something that, like, terrifies you? And, again, I don't want an existential answer, like, being alone or never being good enough for my father or something. Like, that's not... That sounds like what you would give. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that's not what I'm looking for here. I'm looking for, like, uh, if I see this thing, I'm running the other way. Like, uh, Well, I already say I'm terrified of great white sharks. I okay. think most people in the Discord knew that. That was, like, is one of my Is it the biggest... whole ocean thing, or is it just sharks? No, it's the ocean too. It's like you know, you sometimes you look like if you're sitting on the top of the ocean, you look down and you see nothing but the black abyss. And there is an actual phobia where you just not. I seeing... think it's a agoraphobia or something. Yeah, the ocean's so big, it's terrifying. There's like a picture where someone sent where it's just the black sea, and then you see like a big jaws of a shark in there. They obviously framed it. In oh there. There's yeah. There's no way a shark. It's like could the be megalodons coming up underneath. But you, you look in the center, and as you work your way, you see the teeth. And I, I've almost like jumped back on a picture. 
because I'm just like, <laughs> no, no, no. I've had dreams where I've jumped off a cliff into a mouth of a shark. And oh, it was my the, God. I woke up in a sweat. Those are, was, oh, wow. Yeah. Falling dreams are the worst, let yeah. alone falling into a shark's mouth. And after you watch, like, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, where they say, like, every time you die in your dream, it's just another version of yourself in an alternate timeline dying. Fuck. It's like, I've died a lot of times <laughs> falling into sharks' mouths. So this is not good. I'm sorry for the other JD out there. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Basically, uh, that would probably be the biggest one. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of another fear. My only other fear would probably be like, suffocating by water. It, it, it all has to do it with water. It all has to do with water. <laughs> and it's funny because like when we go on like rivers or You swim, love that. You I love, love swimming. swimming. But if it's the ocean or something like that, <laughs> oh, no, no. I can see the land. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just curious. I I figured that was something because for me it's it's probably heights and like I don't talk about it a lot, but I'm deathly claustrophobic. Yeah, I've noticed that more and more. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I've expressed interest in like martial arts and like Brazilian jujitsu and stuff, and I'd I'd like to try it, but there's this part of me that's like, wait. So even if someone's grappling you, you wouldn't like that. That's the thing. If somebody's laying on top of me and putting their weight on top of me, I start to panic. You're gonna I, go for the nuts. I get, like, get off dude. Me. I do. I start fucking flailing, and like when, anytime a girlfriend's ever like play fucking wrestled with me or something, if they do the thing where like they sit on your arms or something, no, I've I've <laughs> you can't do bondage. I've thrown my partners off of a bed into into a fucking dresser before because we were play wrestling and they they trapped me and I was like fuck you. Fair <laughs> enough. Me, it was a just a response too. I wouldn't no think shit. nothing. Yeah. So like uh, being buried alive—that's one of those things. That's it's a like bad nope, one. nope, because I'm gonna panic. I'm gonna flail. I'm not gonna do anything. Flailing when you're buried alive. Pro tip: not the move. Um, I also like to say the dark. I mean, no one likes to be in pitch darkness. I mean, I no. know you're fine with it, but like me, I like I still have like a little mini nightlight in the corner of sure. the room. That's that's on. You know what? You can make fun of me. I don't care. I don't like the pitch black. Oh, I think the dark is like a primal fear of the unknown. Yes. Because anything could be Also, there. we're not cats or anything. We can't yeah. see well in the dark. Well, and that's the so. thing. Your mind starts to, when your mind doesn't know, it starts to come up with possible solutions. Yeah. And they're never good. <laughs> it's obviously somebody there going to hurt me. <laughs> it's a bear. It's a fucking demon. Whatever it is that could possibly murder you right now is what's out in the woods. Okay, so but we do have one, we do two, have, three, four, five questions from the Patreons, and one is spooky related, so that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say that in the right mindset, Bob Mans could also be spooky. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, here, yeah, we'll get to that. That's the final one. And you guys want to listen to that one from that's Bob? That's where Man. we're gonna get to. <laughs> so our first question is from Mister Doctor Ducky. The Holy Grail made a mistake, and you have been summoned as a Horic spirit. What is your class in Noble Phantasm? So this is kind of the opposite of a question we got asked last month, yes. which was who would be our like um, our servant. Mm. Now we're the servants. Mm. Ooh. But it's like I have no special qualities when it's like, so I'm going to be summoned as Horic Spirit. I, I haven't done anything of yeah. recognition. But I know. Hey. What the hell's the, what am I best at? But what I'm going to say my favorite to? classes are between the uh, Lancer class or like the Spear class and the archer class obviously yeah so i want to go me personally i'm going to say i'm an archer class because okay. i like the idea of long range and all that stuff but i also want to have the ability to keep up close uh so what would my noble phantasm be that's a good question that's where shit gets like there are less parameters it could be anything it could even be a boat <laughs> it could be a boat you know how much i wanted a boat <laughs> um 
You know what's going to be my noble phantasm is that I have a football. And basically, I throw this football, and if anybody touches the football, they blow up. Okay? <laughs> Thing is, I can meticulously keep, I can keep making a manifest in my hand. So once I throw the football, another one is set back in my hand. That's all I can think of at the moment. Literally, I still love football. That is the most American stuff. thing I've ever heard. That's right. I'm going to get a football. I'm going to throw it. It's going to be a bomb. <laughs> it's going to be a bomb. Yeah. And I can keep throwing them. It's basically like, you know, um, Gilgamesh. I just keep summoning footballs. You can never stop them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to go with the Berserker class. Of course you would. I'm just going to be the skinny nerd Berserker. It's going to be very ironic. I thought you'd be a rider class. Maybe, but like, what the fuck do I ride? Like, I don't uh, your, like your Volkswagen. I don't like going fast <laughs> in my cars, though. It's like <laughs> I want to get there, but I want to get there alive. All right, onward, so mighty. So you're a berserker class. I got yeah, you. yeah, but I'm still like just me. Yo, I already I, have one perfect for you. What you? Every Pokemon card that you play on the field becomes the real Pokemon and you use as your noble phantasm. So you have all the Pokemon. I you want to summon a Lugia? I mean, you that'd be on- cool. I don't know. I think that that would have to be more of like a... A caster? I'd have to be a caster. I don't know. I just figured that's perfect Noble Phantasm for you. I mean, I pick Berserker because I think of my like manic moments where I'm just... My anxiety's through the roof and I just can't stay still and I'm losing my shit. Starting oh, to get angry yeah. about it. Yeah. Just start flailing. High dives being a bitch and yeah. you just freak out. High dives <laughs> being a bitch and I go into a full-blown existential crisis because of it. That's... That's where I'm getting at. So it's not a good berserker. It's not like Lancelot or fucking yeah. Hercules where, oh, shit, look out for this guy. No, this is just some skinny nerd that's really angsty. Oh, God, it's the schizo. Yeah, this is just a really angsty, skinny nerd fucking flailing his arms around. Uh, noble Phantasm, though, that would go along with that. I, you know, mm, you know what? I'm going to go with it. Uh, my Noble Phantasm is I... I, I, an Xbox and a TV appear, and I try to watch Maiden Abyss, uh, Dawn of the Deep Soul on high dive, and that just infuriates me to the point where so I just get so much strength. Yeah, it's <laughs> did my Berserker level goes past 11. <laughs> I'm like a man on PCP. I cannot be stopped. Fair enough. Okay, okay. Uh, well, thank you, Mr. Dr. Ducky, for that question. The next one comes from Darth Egg. With the success of Edge Runners, what other video game would you want to see a prequel anime of? I'd love an Elden Ring prequel anime showing the shattering and the wars that followed, which pretty much you've already answered one of the key ones because when we you know, talk about Elden Ring and there's like a good two months where I was like living and dying by it, I still would like to see an anime for it. It's a obvious possibility. I think if you were to do, now I haven't played a lot of Dark Souls or, or Soulsborne, but I know how the lore goes. And I think if you're going to do an adaptation of that right, you mm. have to come out of the anime more confused than you were before you started. Right. Because, you know, all the lore in Elden Ring is very cryptic. And even in games like, I think it was Bloodborne or Demon Souls, they'll straight up fucking lie to you about the lore. They'll be like, yeah. yes, this is how things are. And it's not like that at all. Yeah. So I think the anime to be done right has to present all these like lore based things with a, a nameless character or something and then have it like you still walk out of the anime like I don't fucking believe any of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um when it comes to like me when it comes to video games, I've already said once in a while that I'd like an Assassin's Creed, but we're gonna we're not gonna do that. Um they already did Cyberpunk. And my my problem is I just don't have a lot of shows I've 
I mean, video games I've played where I could really think of it needing an anime. And Do you think adaptation. the universe of Mass Effect uh, provides they for made, a good... They made a, uh, an anime series for it. Let's pretend they made a good anime series, though. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that could be a possibility. I would actually like that, especially since you could see the kind of craziness they did with, you know... I could see Trigger doing that, you know, something like this with Mass Effect. If not Mass Effect, I was going to say, I know it's technically an anime and a video game, but Genshin Impact... I play okay. that on PlayStation. I actually like it, and I actually like the characters and the story. But when you play the game, I can't follow the story. So it'd be nice if they kind of like made an anime that goes along with it. I don't know if that I makes any you. sense because there's a big world there. It's actually I know you haven't tried it out, but it's it's garnered a lot of praise, even though it's a a cash grab. You can play the entire game without paying money. You can, yeah. And that's the kind of beauty of it. And there's so many characters, and there's so many things going on in this world. I think it could be a great anime. It's basically what it is in video game version. So the Mass Effect's a good idea, but I'd like to see more of an anime for Genshin Impact. So if I'm not playing the game, I can actually see what kind of story we got there. Okay. So all right, I take that. Yeah. It's it's this is a tough question for me because you don't play many games. Well, but <laughs> yes, and before Cyberpunk, I would have said I don't want like when I heard the Cyberpunk bad, anime dude. was coming out, I I was like it's gonna suck. I know you were nervous. All, I was excited. I just assumed it was gonna be bad. This is before I heard Trigger and Imaishi were behind it, and once I hear he's behind anything, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know what? I was wrong. ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> Which it ended up being, but it's so. I mean, we said it's the perfect, like the perfect adaptation because it didn't try to adapt a story from the cyberpunk universe, made its own story, yeah, and just use all the lore. So that's hard to do. You basically need a game that has all its lore where you can make a separate story and not have to make not it have to do with follow anything. the same path. Yeah. yeah, hence why, like I say, Assassin's Creed. There's the assassins have gone on from like the thousand AD all the way to now. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, of time to you be can. Told. Exactly. Hence why the video games just go back and forth between timelines. So. Yeah, but I think I'm going to go with the classic for me. I I think the world that most likely would <clears throat> translate to a good adaptation like that is a, a Elden Ring. Not Elden Ring. Fuck. Elder Scrolls. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I want to say what? I've only played Skyrim, but I know that Elder Scrolls has fucking four games before that. All the lore has been continuously built up from, from the first game to Skyrim and beyond. Yeah. There's enough stories in... Elder Scrolls that you could even you could tell a story from one of these books that you find you know you could tell the story of this king or this Daedric prince or you could literally just have it be like cyberpunk where it's some adventuring party or, or some strong hero out in the world of of the of the Elder Scrolls mm. I mean if you want to add dragons you can always do it in the time of Skyrim fuck you could do it in the time way before Skyrim before dragons came back you know yeah I just when I when I think of video games that I know about the lore, I, I skip dialogue, so that's not a lot of them. Yeah. But I know Elden Ring has some thick ass lore. They have whole ass books that you don't you don't do anything in Skyrim besides read these books, and they have full on fucking stories. There's one called the Lusty Argonian Maid. It's all about this lizard. Uh, the lizard people are called Ar Argonians, and this is just a a romance novel about one. And there's like three volumes you can find throughout Skyrim. And you can read. There's like fucking uh, I don't, I don't know how many pages, but it's it's like a short story of a lusty Argonian maid. Did you read it? I have not sat down and read it, um, but a lot of people have. A lot of fucking people have. There's Fair a enough. Strong internet community for the lusty Argonian maid. Well, thank you, Darthag, for that question. Yes, Darthag. What would you? You he said which one he'd want, right? Yeah, Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. Okay, Elden, yeah, Elden that's Ring. right. He took that one. Yeah, yeah he took it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. 
All right, so the next question comes from Jay Homie, and it is, what anime are you hyped for the most? Can be currently airing or to be aired? Okay, so something that hasn't come out, but something that's like, we still have yet to, co- we still have to go. And um, let me just tell you, I posted it on Discord. You guys know, let's not hide anymore. Vinland Saga Season 2 is yep. coming out this winter. I am hyped for it. It finally had an actual trailer. You got to see... It's like it's not going to be all about war, but you can obviously tell it's not just going to be the farming simulator. They were showing it's, some it's shit. It's the farming philosophy simulator. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's it's gonna, there's going to be depth to it though. There's oh, still yeah. a war going on, so it's probably going to go from Thorfinn to probably Canute because yeah. he's you know now the new king. Either way, just seeing Thorfinn deal with yeah. his new mindset, like always gotten tall. And you, but you know, <laughs> like after the events of the ending of season one, like Thorfinn. He's going to look at the world completely different oh, now. Yeah. His and world's watching, been shattered. So Watching him deal with that, again, even if it is just him in fucking Iceland farming. I'm fine with that. I'm fine <laughs> with watching this You're going to have Leif Erikson, you know? Yeah, we're just going to watch Thorfinn ponder for a fucking <laughs> year. Like, that's fine with me, dude. You know I'm all about that shit. Yeah, so that's 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 it, hands down. I've been I've been itching for it, so. Yep, I dig that. Uh, is it cheating to say Maiden Abyss Season 3 whenever that will come out? Because it's well, not. Well, now that you just finished it, I get I, it. You're, you're hyped about it, so. I, I, Maiden Abyss made a Large. It's not Spy Family Part Two. I'm excited. I am but excited. Yeah, Spy Family's weird. I heard somebody say that Spy Family's one of those shows that when it's airing, everybody's hyped about it. But if you noticed, as soon as it stopped airing, the hype died right down. Yeah, well, isn't that kind of weird? It's also think about the world we live in now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're we all can, in the every, now. Everything's going. Game but, of Thrones, House of Dragons comes out every. If you don't watch it de- night of, you're yeah. gonna get spoiled the next day, and you have to stay off social media. It's like everyone likes to be in the now. Yeah. But then as soon as that now is done in one day, they're like, oh, well, that's past. <laughs> it's kind of sad, but, you know, it's how it is. I think that's what, what's happening to Spy Family. and Yeah, probably. Stuff. Probably. Um, I am excited for Spy Family, though, even if I don't sound it. I'm trying to think of other things that have been like... Maiden Abyss is fine. Maiden Abyss is definitely one. I just want to check the seasonal real quick and see if there's like... Anything coming out? Mob that, Psycho Three is Mob out. Mob Psycho Three is coming out. Yeah, no, it is oh, out. It's yeah, airing. Yeah, it's airing right now. Um, yeah. Fuck, that's probably a good one. Yeah, I have it on my plan to watch because I am going to watch that. So I'm, you know, planning on the podcast. Yeah. I want to watch Chainsaw Man. I do. That's, but that's my how, yeah. my hype isn't what other people's is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd say. Yeah, between Mob Psycho and whenever in the six years when Maiden Abyss season three finally comes out, I'm I'm really excited for that. All right, well, thank you, Jay Homie, for that question. We now have not so Mike guy. It's good to see you. Um, would you rather be absolutely terrified of the dark or be afraid of the thing underneath your bed? So there's a scary <laughs> one, and we kind of just talked about our fears. I'm not gonna lie. If I'm terrified of the dark, it's no different than now. So I'd rather have that than a new fear of something underneath my bed. Man, these are because both, then I can't go to sleep. These so. are both Rugrats episodes. I'm almost. I know <laughs> the thing under your bed was a Rugrats episode. I never had that fear, but let me tell you, it would be harder for me to sleep than if I had to try to sleep in the dark. Because all I do is put the sheets over yeah. me, you know, and 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 hide. So I'm gonna be still terrified of the dark uh, and not worry about the goddamn underneath the bed. Whoever's underneath my bed, just know I have a gun. <laughs> so bring it. <laughs> oh damn that's a, hmm. the underneath the thing underneath your bed is funny because it's easy to go yeah that's not scary but then if you think about it for more than three seconds you're like fuck and you're on your bed yeah <laughs> it's like oh no you start to really overanalyze that and you're like no there's definitely something like remember uh that jojo's episode where you talked about the girl was sleeping in her bed and then something was licking her arm hanging off the bed yeah and you're like that's fr-. it gave me shivers thinking about it. it's like no i don't need anything near or around my bed you yeah know, that's so. you know what sleep 
I sleep with the TV on anyway, so I don't like. You sleep. do? Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought you weren't as bad with that. Damn. It's mostly my partner. Like I, no. I can sleep without the TV. I actually, when I sleep alone, I find that. Yeah, having... I feel like it makes it worse because the lights are constantly moving instead of a constant light. Yeah. Eh, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't take much for me to fall asleep. I guess yeah, is you're not wrong. Really, what I'm getting at, like, I really like to sleep. Sleep is like I've had a long day. I'm going to fucking bed, and we're gonna pick it up again in the morning. If every time I have to do that, I have to worry about something grabbing me. Nothing. Nope. I think I'm going to go with being afraid of the dark and just keep yeah. a flashlight on my keychain. There you go. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Not So Mike Guy. And our last one, the biggest question. The scariest we, question of the This is month. the biggest one, and Bob Man always makes it work. Um, how many belt loops are ideal for pants and shorts? <laughs> Majority of them come with a basic bitch five loops. Personally, I need six minimum to keep my belt from riding above my pants line around back. Seven plus loops is uh, god tier. What are your opinions on belt loops? All right, this is a, this is a question so he's that talking I have about yet belt to loops. ponder. How many do I got? I have five on my pants right now, and I think that's pretty. Like you said, that's pretty basic bitch stock standard. My God, yeah. I never I, thought it was five. I thought it was six. It would make sense two, 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 but instead it's two, two, it's one. It's two, two, and then you get the one right like above the ass crack. Yeah, which I don't hate. No, this has changed my life. I didn't ever think of that. <laughs> No, I, I gotta go look at my other pants. That's the thing. Like this is this is something that I and I think about a lot of stupid shit, man. Never once have I pondered how many belt loops is ideal. Remember when I it came up with the idea of like, is your shirt tucked into your pants or your pants tucked into your shirt? Yeah. It, when you think about it, you're like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now, okay. See, now I want to do like experimenting because I'm thinking about it, and I think most of my pants have. Six belt loops, but I often find no, it, you don't. No, no, do five. Not, yeah, five. I was gonna say no, I you don't. You're not. You're not one of them. But I often find that when I like sit down, occasionally, like the seam of my pants will go right up the seam of my body. You know what I mean? And, yeah, like, yeah. Give me a nice little wedgie, and I find myself adjusting shit more and than I, I need that. to. And then everyone's like, "Why are you touching yourself?" It's like, look. And I'm wondering yeah. if the sixth belt loop, like, would would prevent that that creasing. You know what I mean? To give you that nice like thongy feeling and take that away. Hmm. Bob man, DM me. Um, I I guess I need to know what. Where has your research taken you? Yeah, and where can we build off of it now? My only thing, because I didn't know, I never counted the loops and ever thought about it. But I know, like when I've worn dress pants, I feel like dress pants have more loops because it's obviously you're supposed to try to keep your yeah. pants up and nice and prim and proper and probably tucked in. My thoughts from what I remember, sometimes I've had belt loops that I don't know about the count in my own head. But they haven't been like very spacious or wide. So like the belts sometimes have a hard time getting through the loops. Yep. They're very snug. And I've had to sit there and like really work it all around my waist if I ever want to use a belt. Where some of my pants, it's like an easy loop right in, easy loop right out. Like if you can literally take your belt on one side and pull it all through oh, your loops so good. in one pull. To me, that's a good pair of pants. So satisfying. So satisfying, and it works. And I don't know if that's because there's less loops, but I feel like there's space, so it allows you to pull it right off. I've had ones where you're pulling, and you need to funnel it out of each loop. Oh, yeah, it gets right caught up, like friction And to me, so as much as you love seven loops or, you know, it's God tier, for me, I'm actually thinking I like the five because I don't want to have to do that with my belt loops. I want the satisfying one pull. I don't want to have a problem putting it on where it's, like, snug. So uh, I get yeah. that. You know what I do fucking hate when it comes to belt loops? And you said the the dress pants thing. I've had dress pants that do this, where they have two belt loops that 
are separate, but they're right fucking next to each other. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. like those trucks that have the two wheels in the back for whatever fucking reason. Well, that's just extra, you know, traction. Yeah, it's just extra traction for your truck, sure, but, like, why do I need extra traction for my fucking belt loop? <laughs> like, if you, give me as many loops as you want, but space them evenly. Don't do give me this, like, two right next to each other bullshit. Yeah. Because then you get it, and it goes, like, into one and around the other, and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the last thing I'll say about belt loops is if you do have that five looper yeah. and that one in the back breaks, then that oh. is the most uncomfortable thing. Because like you, you feel that you need something yeah, right yeah. right behind the ass to like keep it up, and you're yeah, it just kind of sags a little bit. It's very you feel almost naked. Well, uh, thanks again to Bob Man asking the real questions we needed asked, yeah. um, and thank you all to our Patreons for that. That that was great. Um, we uh, we kind of hit you up late with the whole spooky ones, but. Uh, I'm glad we had at least one of them in there. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's all right. And we, uh, what could you ask us that's scarier than Devil Man Crybaby? <laughs> uh, and the fucking fe- emotional primal fears that this goddamn anime makes you feel. All right, so are you ready? Yeah, I think I'm ready. I think it's time we have to get to the uh, the topic of the day, which is Devil Man Crybaby. Uh, spoilers for this show. Um, Immense spoilers for mostly everything Devilman, because I do want to talk about how this adaptation compares to the original manga and other adaptations. Uh, So, yes, be be warned. If you have not seen Devilman, you're going to feel like you have after this. Exactly. So we have this is a studio science Saru. Yes. Which I did mention to you. They they did like one of those like Star Wars short episodes. Yeah, they I did have, the visions last I haven't episode. seen much work from Science Saru, but for some reason when you see their work, you know, you know. it's Science Saru. Yeah. Um directed by Masaki yeah. Yuasa, uh, a famous anime director, also responsible for ping pong the animation and and many other works of that I cannot think of right now. But he it's his it's his animation and art style just fucking screams. It's it just originality, whether or not you like it, which I'm not sure if I do, but it is his and his alone. Hmm. So do you want me to read the little bit of synopsis here? Yeah, go for the synopsis. All right, so here we go. Devils cannot take form without a living host. However, if the will of an individual is strong enough, they can overcome the demon and make its power their own, becoming a devil man. Weak and unassuming, Akira Fudo has always had a bleeding heart. So when his childhood friend Ryo Asuka asks for his help in uncovering devils, Akira accepts without hesitation. However, to Akira's surprise, the place they go to is Sabbath, an immoral party of debauchery and degeneracy. Amidst bloodshed and death, demons possess the partiers, turning their bodies into grotesque monsters and begin wreaking havoc. In a reckless attempt to save his best friend, Akira unwittingly merges with the devil Amon, becoming Devil Man, gaining the power to defeat any remaining demon. And that's that's Devil Man. And you would think that's like a shonen, good versus evil. Holy shit, this is yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, uh, Devil really... Man just he goes and he beats up bad guys and saves the world and gives kids lollipops. So why don't we? Before we even start how this goes, sure. what is the old classic Devil Man supposed to be? Like you said, he's like a crime fighter, not well, really cri- so like demon the fighter. The original Devil Man anime yeah. uh, definitely took him more of a shonen Astro Boy, uh, kind of uh, a hero beating up a monster of the week type deal. Yes. The original Devil Man manga, which was written 1972, right around there, is very similar to Devil Man Crybaby. Uh, obviously, with the Crybaby, Crybaby adaptation. Not a one-to-one comparison, but the themes... A little bit more compared to every other OVA. Yeah, the darkness of Devil Man definitely shines through. 
But Devilman was published in a weekly shonen manga back in the early 70s. Uh, it was very, I mean, you can, when you look at manga panels, it you can tell. Like, it yeah. has that 70s art style. You it's can got, see it here, right, when they show the character list. So it shows the original older ones. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can tell that, like, it's coming out of the 70s. But one thing I noticed while doing a little bit of research is, and I cannot remember the original manga's name, and I feel bad because he's a fucking legend. Um, and I want to, I cannot, God damn it. Can, is that something you can look up? What? There's the original Devilman manga's name, because I... This is hurting my head that I can't think of. All right, well, I'll, I'll start doing that. Thank you. Uh, but he would do these. So it would look very normal shonen manga for most of it. But then when a devil would pop out, it would go to something I can only describe as akin to the likes of Berserk, where the detail in the devil and the kind of body horror and the Lovecraftian imagery would come out. So even though this was published in this in the shonen manga for 12 to 18-year-olds, they were working with some pretty dark, visceral things right up until. It says uh, right here for the volume cover, and it just says Devilman. Devilman? What the fuck? Devilman is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Go Nagi. Okay, all right, yeah. Go Nagi. Okay, that's that's the guy. Yep. But yeah, it's just called Devilman. Yeah, so he's done another, He's done some other mangas. I think uh, he did some like mecha stuff, some like big hero mecha stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I just I think it's cool that this was it's such a pioneer yeah in like the manga but it, you, you look at things from kind of the time and you have something like Ashita no joe coming out in like the 70s which I, I was like a more kind of realistic boxing take but it's still like a the boxing story you know yeah this is full-blown like I, fantasy urban fantasy something along those lines uh, it says like here it's like a mythology Myth- so it's definitely sort of because you know you got you got satan involved supernatural demons, if yeah. nothing else like you have demons and stuff angels yeah and it i I just think it's a fucking cool story. So then other than that, you have the original manga. You have the 1970s Toei animated Devilman, which took Devilman and pretty much made him a Superman-esque figure uh, where he just went, beat up Monsters of the Week. He was yeah. trying to save the world. It, it, it took all of the themes of of turning society against itself and, like, what is love Opposite mean? of what this show was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there truly ideals of good and evil? It didn't do any of that. It was just like, look at Devil Man. He, he has ass. the power of a devil and a man. Yes, and then you get the 1980s OVAs, which I think spanned fucking a decade by the time they all came out, which, by the end of them, they take their own kind of take on Devil Man. I think it shows kind of what happens during the apocalypse rather than... The classic Devil Man ending of just it being a barren wasteland. Yeah. So those are, I think, regarded as not not an accurate adaptation, but I think people enjoy them for their 1980s OVA brutality. And finally, you get to see that's the first time you saw Devil Man animated, where it wasn't a stripped down, sanitized version for kids. Like it might not have been a one to one from the manga, but at least it's taking the the power that the manga was trying to push forward and putting it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2018, and there were various other Devilman adaptations. There was a live action in the early 2000s. but I did not know about, but you told me. And that. I don't think many people did. This was just off some some video essays that I saw uh, that even informed me. I don't. It's not like I'm going to watch it or anything, but it does exist. Yeah. Yeah, fast forward to 2018. Misaki Yuasa and Saru get a deal with Netflix, and he... He gets to make Devilman how Devilman should be made. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, with some uh, with some creative choices, you know, some artistic liberties for sure. 
But from what I know about the original manga and some comparisons I've read, I think it was a pretty damn faithful adaptation to at least the feelings, the themes, and the vibes that Devilman was going for. Yeah, it's definitely a vibe in itself, and it makes you think. Yeah. I'm going to have a very hard time. I did watch, because this has been like a year since I've watched it, and I've watched them like, you know, refreshers and whatnot. What really sticks with me through are the big key moments and the kind of like things that this anime makes you think of that are happening in the real world today, in my opinion. I want to touch on that eventually. Oh, without a doubt. But um, I'll let you kind of go into like, we don't even have to break it down. I mean, this is well, a very... I don't know if I could. Cause yeah. I told you this earlier, <laughs> but I'd watch three episodes of this anime, turn it off, immediately go... I don't remember what I just watched. If you want to think about it, I watched this in two days. That's I watched wild. five episodes in the first, and then, and, and you know how the last two episodes go. Yeah, no. So they're... it was like a sunny day. I'm not working. <laughs> you're not there. And at the at this point, I'd watch like Naruto. Um, I hadn't really. I watched Berserk movies with you, so I had something. But like this was like a, this was like my Evangelion. Yeah, where okay. I, you could see it. You know what I mean? And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> and then we were talking and you're like, yeah, I really want to watch something that's just like, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I want to, I want to feel sad and all that. And I'm like, well, bud, you need to watch this. But almost it's like, it's a bad idea. I thought because it'd make your, your day worse, Uh huh. but maybe it wouldn't have, I don't know. But when I watched it, it really, I was doing fine. And after that, I really had a minute to like reflect sure. on things because not talking about the grotesque stuff throwing me off. It was just the idea of like what happens to the the world and people turning on each other. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is so true. It's, it's kind of weird. It's the themes so. of, of Devil Man. And you said there's a very good video by a YouTube channel called Wisecrack. Very good video. Check them out on YouTube. Wonderful oh. philosophy videos, did, like diving into the philosophy of media. And they went over some of the philosophy of Devil Man. And one of the big things, the, the two kind of biggest things in Devil Man are, I don't remember exactly the term, but it's kind of, making it's it's the act of making part of society a group of people the other and making them kind of a scapegoat putting for, a target on somebody a label and yeah. make sure everyone looks at that certain label you've made and identified with and be like this is the enemy yeah <laughs> so for example like in the 1980s you had the satanic panic where anybody who was re- relatively alt had to have been a satan worshiper who ate babies and fucking did all bunch of bad stuff Fast forward to early 2000s and with the 9-11 terrorist attacks, you found Muslims that and, people yeah. with Muslim faith or anybody that had like brown skin or looked at all like they could be from the Middle East were deemed as, as the other. They were deemed as the enemy, even though they're, they had nothing to fucking do with this. But yep. it's something that society does to kind of get a quick and dirty, like, well, it's it's us against them. And that's a part of human nature is it's that's tribalism you know and i'd like to say i don't know if it's like uh the 1990s and i don't know everything about it but uh, at the come up of like nwa like they put a target you know remember the riots the oh gang yeah riots. yeah so they put the, a target on LA gang members riots, and people yep. of you know darker skin color and all that stuff they, and i mean that's unfortunately people of color have just repeatedly had a target repainted oh, yeah. on their back depending right. on i mean fuck like you said you had the people who were pit- rightly pissed off about the Rodney King yep. incident yep. and rioted because of that, which was bullshit. And, they, and then 20 years later, you have things like Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. they're, they're being painted as fucking terrorists. And it's like, you you might not agree with the steps that they're taking, but I don't think we can honestly look at them and say like, you're not justified for being upset. Right. It's, but I just say, go through every 
pretty much like we were just saying the 80s the 90s go even through every before that for fucking human history we found an other and we've i talk about the witch trials the... witch trials women same like if thing. you if you did something just out of the normal immediately you were let you must be a witch you went to trial you were probably killed and i know we're getting ahead of ourselves but that's what this show is basically doing by by the end of this kind where of. okay this person could be a demon so you know what? If they run faster than you, if they can jump higher than you, if they say something like, "Oh, I don't think that person's demon," that's what a demon would say. Well, and then at some it's point, like, Rio gets on and tells the world, "If somebody's dissatisfied with society, they can and will turn into a demon." Yeah, yeah. So now you're breeding this false this, narrative. This yeah. false narrative, and now you're breeding yeah. a society of people who will fall in line no matter what, just to not be seen as fucking demons. Which, granted, that wasn't Rio's plan. At all, he didn't care what happened to humanity. But if that, if humanity did persist, then you're gonna have a bunch of fucking narcs running around. Yeah. Be, you know, it's like think of how prim and proper Japan is compared to America. Now turn that up to eleven, and shit is it's like 1984. But but worse. even in Japan, we know that outsiders go there and they already have the label. You're from the United States. The United States yep. has a label. You get labeled as a delinquent if yeah. you do anything that's outside of the societal norm. Especially in Japan. Yeah, if you do it's, something yeah, just a, yeah, if that's what you mean. Just a little bit, oh, you're a delinquent. You're yep. you're a gangster or whatever and it's like, no. And which not I, really. <laughs> I appreciate the the collectivist ideas of Japan, you know. Let's let's make sure that everybody falls can, in line. Let's make sure that everybody can like run and like social socially, let's make sure that we're not fucking everybody's day up. But there is a point to where it's like, they okay, alienate people you too. can alienate people if they don't do those things, and I think that's where it becomes a problem. So you have that whole thing of turning society against each other, and then you have this more metaphysical idea of, I think that it was called dualism, to where mm-hmm. there is good and evil. There are primal sources of every kind of thing on Earth. So there is a an ideal of good and an ideal of evil, and yeah. it's not like a yin and yang where there's a little bit in each. No, we're fucking drawing a line. There is black, there is white. And this anime pr- presents that to you as in demons are bad, humans are good. Mm-hmm. And throughout the entire, the further you get into this, you realize, like, even fucking Akira realizes that humans have the capacity to, to be do evil just as bad as demons. And demons have the capacity to feel love, not just Devil Man, but you have Cyrene oh, yeah. and her, Cyrene, her homie, her lover, or whatever, who like actually, that. like, sacrificed himself for her. And they weren't, they didn't have human hearts, they were full blown demons and that's the first time you as the viewer and akira start to question like can demons feel love how unhuman are they and the anime just continues to break down these ideas of there is simply good there is simply evil Mm -hmm. even going to the end where satan is an angel like much like how it looks like an angel too yeah like it's fucking uh, big bright white wings and the good guy is the devil and i love how by the like it's by the end of it it's completely flipped. We're just the script, all over the place, bro. but we, you know, you if you've seen the show, you know, um, it, it's just crazy. It's it's wonderful. So I do have to be honest, though. Yes. While I while I'm watching this and while I'm going through it, I had a hard time understanding that these things were here. I needed these. You need the extra YouTube video, videos. Yes. I need someone smarter than me to explain this shit to me. Yeah. So I so like we we were talking about before we watched the wise crack and we catch some. I knew what I was feeling where I'm like, man, this is definitely trying to tell something. Yeah. And I and I see that in the world, but I didn't know how to express it or see exactly. it. Exactly. And then when I watch the video, I'm like, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you could, I'm like you could tell yeah, that they yeah. were like they were blurring the lines between good and evil. You could tell yeah. that they were obviously Rio's using people to fuck with more people societally, but you didn't really know the underlying, like written down 
ideas behind it that they were playing off of. And that's why I love those Wisecrack videos. Yeah. Because it's not just Misaki Yuasa didn't come up with the idea, these ideas. These are ideas that have been around for ages. He's just exploring them in the medium that is anime. Yeah. So that I I you know I, I like history of philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> so just doing a little touch up on like slightly what happens. You have this this kid named Akira, very weak, like we said. Uh, I wouldn't even call him weak. Well, he and he, I think he the, lacks any physical you know, stamina because he obviously transforms. True, Physic, after physically weak. He's kind of yes. he's already a crybaby, and it's not like that changes. But he's definitely you could tell he's just more of that laid back, wimpy, yeah, kid on the sidelines. But lines. keep in mind, yeah. um, and one thing the anime did a good job at is even though he's crying, even it shows him before he turns into Devil Man, before he gets the Amon mm-hmm. or whatever, he's still willing through the tears, through the fear. He'll still stand up for the people he believes in. Yeah, he doesn't let Rio kill the cat. There's a time where uh, Miki's getting bullied by dudes, and he's bawling his eyes out. And he's saying, "Why do you have to do?" But this he's standing thing, in front of her with his arms yeah. out, saying, "I won't." Essentially, saying, "I won't let you hurt her." You can hurt me, but you can't hurt her. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like on the outset, early Akira is indeed weak. But then you like from a moral standpoint, like from a fucking constitution standpoint, like well, it's he literally might... Captain America before he gets a serum. Exactly. <laughs> you know? he's, He's not weak. He's physically weak, sure, but, but his, his constitution in and his will heart, is, yeah. he is willing to to sacrifice himself. That is not weakness. No, no. And then you, I didn't mean weak. In I that know way. What you, you know mean. what I mean because it says weak and unassuming. But so. I think a lot of people can walk away from Devil Man thinking that Akira was a little just a little bitch before he got Devil Man. But I don't think that at all. <laughs> I, and then, like you said, after he becomes Devil Man, he's still willing to cry. And yeah. That's such a beautiful thing. Like he's this big badass. Who's still this crybaby, and it's kind of wonderful to see it's it breaking down the you know toxic masculinity. Men can't cry. You tell that to fucking Akira Fudo, devil that man. That boy's fighting demons. And yeah, he's crying, dude, he's, saving his friends as best he can. He's the manliest motherfucker I have ever seen, and he's bawling his eyes out because emotions are real, bitch. Um. So yeah, but when you first get a little look at him, you get um he's basically being raised by uh like a childhood friend and possible love interest, Miki. Um, who's on like the tra- the track team, and so basically that's not his real family he's with. In the I, yeah, it took, I didn't me, know you, it took me a minute. To I didn't realize know if you put that together. Story yeah. parts. Um, Yuasa has this very trippy director directorial style where not all the events are like he's not going to take the time to expose everything. Some things are just there, and you got to kind of figure out. That took me a minute yeah. to realize that they weren't his parents. I did eventually get it, though. I did eventually get <laughs> I it. I did eventually get it. Um, but what happens is that Rio, like they said, that shows up and is like, hey, you know, I, I, I need your help with something. So, of course, he's going to help out his buddy who he's grown up with. And it turns out, you know, he gets told that demons are real, like we just said, and um, brings him to this party where all sorts of debauchery is true is happening. Look, like people uh, be- are having sex, doing before drugs. Before the stabbings and stuff looked <laughs> it, like a pretty hype time. Yeah, it looked like what you see at a big local party, probably down in Los Angeles, I'm thinking New York City clubs. Maybe minus all this. You probably have to go to a specific party for all the oh, sex yeah. and drugs. You, but You gotta, you gotta get in the private ones. But like for real, dude, again, minus the actual demons killing and eating people in Rio, stabbing people. But didn't people. Rio start all that? Like, Rio start- he went and stabbed somebody. He Which literally is- just goes up and stabs someone because once the bloodlust happened, that's when the demons come out because demons can live within people's souls and until it's like they come out because of a weak-willed person or something like that i forgot i think it's more when bloodshed or something it's more like the the adrenaline of fear like anything that makes you i think it's it's when your your senses and your emotions get so over heightened that you stop thinking rationally and you start becoming more kind of primal yeah you become more in tune with 
you know, you know, it's like that part of your brain that makes decisions kind of shuts off and you start to do wild and crazy shit. That's when the demons can possess you. Yeah. Uh, but through this with all, and this is when the weird like body imagery comes out where like, you know, boobs are becoming creatures. Things are getting sprouted up people's like necks and yeah, it, it's just, it is truly as much as I'm not a big fan of the body gore. Like, you know, you kind of find it fascinating in anime, the amount of I animation do. and quality made to like show this was pretty crazy. And I'm not a fan of science sorrow, but when it came to this, it worked well. And that's so. where this, this art style and this animation style, um, really comes in into play yeah there were a lot of times where i gotta be honest i wasn't a fan uh just some of the simple kind of in-between scenes where characters are talking the butt shots yeah yeah like there was a lot of times where characters had like really tiny legs and a diaper butt you know what i mean (laughs) big old badunkadunk now i guess i'm willing to accept that because of scenes like these horror scenes where you're watching a human pretty much split open and transform into a demon yeah this art style and animation style allow for that to be so fucking crazy and fluid and out of this world. There were also scenes, especially where um, that pervy photographer guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he is driving in his car. I'm pretty sure this is the scene. He's driving in his car, and he knows he's about to pretty much die, and he starts to cry. His face, when he started to cry, was so well animated. You yeah. could see it looked rotoscoped, like they took a video of a real man crying Crying, and traced over it so good and you don't get that with other animation styles so this is one of those take the good with the bad yeah yeah uh the highs are high the lows are low and that's what it is but during this like whole part is uh basically ryu wanted akira to be able to merge with pretty much the strongest devil which was amon yeah one of them yeah i think it's like his champion or something like that it sounded like at one point he does mention that amon you're my champion or something i don't know because it's even as one of the characters that says amon so it's like it's a pretty big deal yeah he's one of the best sounds like a name i've heard before but i'm not really studied up on my catholic demonology so i don't know exactly the significance to amon but if you, if any of you out there know, I please hit me up in the Discord. I'd love to find out. Right. Send me the wiki. And that's how he was given the powers. And uh, basically, we're not going to lie, is Ryu is like manipulating Akira the whole time to like say we need to defeat demons while without you knowing. And it definitely comes down later in the road. He is causing more demons to ha- happen. He's causing for more of these moments to happen because that's all part of getting, you know, the world to kind of like go crazy over yeah. this whole situation when it comes to demons and all that and they're real and blah 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 now it took me a while to figure out what the hell was going on with rio i know he was a very uh he's very confusing character to pin down and that's yeah. by design and to be honest i did not think he was truly a bad guy even though he just went and stabbed somebody bro you know yeah that, that but they, i didn't truly understand what he was doing until he went on the news yeah. and said i am a doctor i know all this stuff like basically what we see now where certain say like oh i they put random facts on the internet, and it could not be true if it's not verified. This man's going on there on the news and saying, oh, I, I've been studying demons. They are real, and you could be a demon. I didn't think he was causing all this or wanting it to happen yeah. until that. It really took me a long time. But even after that point, yeah. I am I was still sitting there going, no. so what's your plan? Yeah, like, what's why your plan? are you doing this? You know, yeah. I have to figure out why. Like what? That's why I hated Kaiba from Sword Art Online. <laughs> you had no reason. You just did it for fun? You just did it for fun, and then you don't explain yourself? Yeah, I don't, I don't play that fucking game. Yeah. You find out, like Ryo does, he has a much 
grander reasoning than any of us, I think, could have assumed if you didn't already know the deal with Devilman. Yeah. But I'm he's such a confusing character throughout the whole thing, because first episode, he stabs a bunch of kids, and, and then just it just like, glosses over that like it's fine. Yeah, Akira doesn't even say, like, you shouldn't have done that. He caused the demons to sprout out and yeah. get Akira to become Devilman. He just murdered a bunch of folk, but then it's like... Those folk ended up turning into demons. Were they already demons before they got stabbed? Or well, they were already the f- at a fucked up party, probably. Yeah, or know. was it the fact that they got stabbed that turned off that part of their brain that let the demon inhabit them? Shit's mm, very a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot know. of think about here, man. Um. So yeah, like I said, I don't know every detail. Like in between all this, all I know is that more and more the demons are becoming more well known. Yeah, we definitely don't have to go through every detail. Yeah. I think this anime has has points in it where. I mean, the, the big moments are really the ones that matter. Like, the expedition in, in the middle and some of the cool action scenes are great to, to kind of yeah, glue it all you, together. You have moments where Akira's fighting these demons, and, and he's like, it's kind of showing the shonen aspect where you can fight and them. And the fights it. in this, especially yeah. so, towards the end more so, but the one-on-one human fights, like when the riots are happening and oh, stuff, yeah. oh my fucking God, they are so good. Like, that's where this animation style shines is in that, that quick action movement, mm-hmm. like watching um, the rap kids kind of defend Miki for a little bit when they're yeah, sw- they're, they're swinging they're around the baseball bats or something. Yeah. Oh, so good. But we got to really talk about the the big points in the, here, the which is almost like the last three episodes. There are a couple moments in, in b- the middle before yeah, that. So uh, there's one moment that it, I want to talk about before kind of the end, and this was the this was the first time <laughs> before this. I'm like, I've just watched Made in Abyss season two. This is nothing. This doesn't affect me. And then this scene shows up, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. So it's when his little brother, yeah, or Amiki's little brother, becomes a demon. And he's trying to hold back his cravings. The mom takes him away. They're living in this like refugee hut thing. Because now people that are having problems have to go in these refugees because the government's starting to notice. Yep. They're starting to alienate. Yep. And she's trying to live away from people that would hurt her son. But also, you know, you don't. I'm pretty sure the father's trying to find them. He's going out. Yeah. Akira's uncle, Miki's dad, is going to find them. Yada, yada. Well, he fucking finds them, man. And the kid's eating the mom and his, like, cuddle. Ate the dog. He looks like some cuttlefish-looking thing. He, the, the kid starts to cry in his demon form. And that's fucked up as it is. You know, the kid He didn't want to do it, but it's his he natural had to, urge. It's cravings. The kid eating his mom was fucked up on its own, but then the dad's reaction to it was so real. Mm-hmm. You see him. He starts to cry, obviously, in another wonderful facial animation scene. But this is where it goes back to that dualism of, is there good and evil? Is it that easy? Yeah. He says, you're no longer my son. This is for your own good. Draws the gun, gets ready to shoot, and then fucking breaks down again and starts crying. And then the SWAT team shows up or whatever. And then he stands in front of him and says, please don't. That's my son. Don't kill him. And they kill him. He tried <laughs> so hard to say, you're not, you're evil now. Simple as that. Bada bing, you're a yeah. demon. But he couldn't because he knew that it's not one. It's not that easy. It's and it's n- not like the kid. It's like your son's still there. That's why when you see the demon crying, you can tell that there's still something there. And it's it, like, oh my god! Put yourself in that dad's shoes just for a minute. How do you deal with that? I well, well, thought apparently dad, you get shot. <laughs> I thought the dad was going to turn the gun on himself, and maybe that's me projecting how I would deal with that situation. Because right, right, yeah, yeah. that, what do you do? There's nothing. There's no good. You can't win this situation, dude. No, I don't see any. But then, yeah, the he gets shot. The fucking little boy gets shot. Akira rushes in to save him. It's too late. And yeah. then he's sitting at the burial, and he's 
losing his mind and it just keeps building on this humans can be just as evil as demons yeah the black and white is no longer black and white it yeah. starts to gloss over and become gray and um, yep it's it's all gray area there's it life is not as simple as putting things in two boxes and walking away there's it a is moment never that and simple. i don't remember how far into it i think it's pretty much after this because like we say the world is getting worse and worse and all that stuff as demons are becoming well known and now you got like the countries like united states Russia and all of them, they're starting to do like nuclear attacks. Yeah, everybody's people start blaming Russia, saying that this is a biological e- exactly. weapon by them. Which another, another, I do not not see that not happening nowadays. I like, mean, with, look fuck at it. It. with look, Putin, you never well, know. I mean, look at this. I, I, it's just so fascinating how much this just fucking. And just, you know, uh, the world, like we were saying, with othering things, the world would find somebody to blame. You have to. If you don't put someone to blame, there's no reason to do it, right? There's it, no yeah. cause for the war or whatever. It's yeah, always what do you do? something. It's, yep. But my, my thing that hit me, and because also my wife is fascinated with like the witch trials and everything like that, is there get to a point where like anyone out of the ordinary, anyone that would even argue about against like going to war or doing what they're doing with the demons or, or say it one word like, well, I don't think that, you know, this person is a demon, whatever. They lined up a bunch of people and tied them up on these stakes and basically were giving them a witch trial, beating them with rocks, yeah, throwing, throwing things, rocks. And at they them. were going to set them on fire, if I remember correctly, because they believed all these people that some were just normal, everyday people were demons. Yep. And I think Akira mentions it at some point. He shows he, up. There. He shows up and he even, I, I think he says it either in his internal monologue or to the people. I think he says if these were demons, they wouldn't be here right now. No, you I think wouldn't... he says it out loud. He yeah. tries to give him. He's basically crying. This demon. Yeah, and he's putting his arms out, saying, "Take it out on me." Yeah, and you know these people are innocent. And but what he says makes so much logical sense. If these were demons, you think they're gonna let you tie them up and throw <laughs> rocks at them, my guy? Yeah. But at that point, society and mob mentality. Nobody's... That's exactly what a demon would say. Exactly. Nobody's <laughs> thinking rationally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, nobody can step back and say, "Wow, that's probably right." If I were a demon and I had unlimited power, I probably wouldn't let myself get tied up and fucking rocks thrown at me. It's common sense. Yeah, yeah, but that's a that's a very powerful scene too. But that's what I mean. It, it hit me the hardest is because at this point, like, and that's that means the story's doing a good job. I was starting to hate humans more. Yeah, because they were literally following what one person said online and just going with it. Like they're not seeing the facts. They, they're just blind to it. You could the hysteria has literally gone past the right of like, okay, we're all like have our conspiracy theories, but now they've just full blown believed what they want to believe. They yep. don't want to listen to the facts anymore. They don't want And that's where we could head at any moment in our lives. I feel like, so seeing that and then all these people throwing rocks and not believing it, I was now at the point where I'm like, I don't want any of you guys to be alive. You don't deserve life because of what you're doing to your own humankind right mm-hmm. there. But you know what they did? Back in the day in the witch trials, back in the they did this shit anyway. So it's like yeah. you're seeing what already is, has happened in an anime. Oh yeah. And it made me just mad, you know? Sure. But that means it's doing a good job. But, so it's just powerful for me. Then this anime is like nothing is black and white, bitch. And then the kids walk up and start hugging Devil Man and and everybody else yeah. ends up realizing, yeah. wow, okay. We were really over the top there. Yep. Everybody, I think it was a kind of a corny scene, but I think it. They tried to show something because some yeah. of the corniness, like it, it's more purity. You know, everybody mm-hmm. walking up in a big line and hugging Devil Man. I once you get over that little corniness, it was a really touching scene. Yeah, and he's like legitimately embracing everybody, and then where he goes from there hurts that much worse. <laughs> 
Yeah, so please fill us in what happens next. So, you know, Akira is just re- <laughs> We had a moment of happiness. He just reestablished his faith in humanity. He stopped this mob from killing, well, all but one person. That guy did get shot. That guy did get shot. <laughs> Which nobody went and beat up the guy who shot him. I feel like that guy should have taken at least one punch, but neither here It's all right. There. We're working through it. Yeah. But then, uh, I, I know some other bullshit goes down. No, but it's the big moment. This is where, like- Yeah, you find- get- I, I, At some point, you've, you find out, like- uh, Rio tells everybody that Akira is Devil Man. Yep. Like Akira Fudo is a demon on national TV. He and shows yep. them him transforming. He he cuts the tape to make it look like Akira was the one killing all the people, yep. which was fucking shitty. Yeah, that's where this is where I was like, oh, Rio, you are a douche. Yeah, real real shitty stuff. So Akira is bouncing around trying to to deal with Rio and keep Miki safe. Anyway, he ends up leaving Miki at one point. Everybody knows where he lives, Miki, because the you know in the adaptation Supporting you have, Akira you have social media, which wasn't in any of the other ones because of time. But she posts on what Twitter, I guess. Yeah, so she's just trying long. to trying to defend and show people that no, he's trying to help. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. And then other devil men. This is kind of a, a not to the point, but other devil men start commenting, being like, "I'm a devil man too. I'm thank you, you know, like I have I now I know I'm I can be safe, you know. It's it's." Everybody's gathering around, but either way, this mob outside, all her fucking neighborhood, the people that she knows, not just random people. Now you're, you're, you must be a devil because you're, you're protecting them, you're defending them. People that she knows go straight up purge, break into her house. They, like we said, those rap kids who were who you thought were scumbags actually turn out to be pretty helpful which, individuals. Again, don't bl- other. It's things, not black and white. Don't <laughs> other people just because they have tattoos, yada yada. Yeah, and they like to rap. Let them rap. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, again, it shows earlier where cops almost shoot them simply because they have tattoos and they assume yep. they have a fucking gun. This is before mob mentality strikes. Yeah, this is this is before everything that even happened, you know, in the United States even worse and everything like that. It's just it hit it right on the nail. But so these guys that you know you think are the worst are pretty much trying to defend Miki and they all get stabbed. And one f- guy gets stabbed like multiple times. Oh it's like the one scene where they uh, the tall guy of the group show he stabs one of the guys and it kind of shows him essentially changing sides because of fear. Yeah. He doesn't want to be against the mob, so he'll stab his fucking friend. Damn, <laughs> and yeah, some of the some of the death scenes were very real because oh, it's all it's just graphic. kitchen knife stuff. You yep. know, it's you're it's just getting stabbed. <laughs> normal murder, I guess you could say. It's not supernatural. It's the purge without being the purge. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's the purge with no rules. You don't you don't get to win if you make it to fucking six o'clock in the morning. But yeah, so the mob chases down Miki, ends up killing her and all these people, getting and then they start st- yeah. doing this. Like you, you brought up the witch trials a bunch. This is straight out of a the Salem witch trials type of shit. They're, they cut, her, they cut all these people into pieces and got them on fucking pitchforks and stakes and have fires and going. They're doing and this bonfire crazy thing, and Akira witnesses that. Bro, that hurt me. I'm pretty sure it broke him because that's where he it, kills like, all him, those people. Yeah, humanity is no longer worth saving, and. Like I said, we had that little moment. I was already mad then, and then I'm like, all right, well, this was nice. And then it's like, no, you haven't gotten to the Miki scene. And like I said, and I want to put this out there that she runs track. She's very fast, yeah. and that didn't help the cause that they thought she was a demon. But the fact that she was running and still someone caught up to her and, and got her in the back and took her down. Well, it was the there it's was, like she was being hope. chased by a fucking vehicle. Yeah, basically. At it, that point, like you in, can't even though she's so fast. And it tried know? to frame it because um, you had Miko. We haven't talked much about her, but she she is a fucking straight up demon devil man at this point, And she kind of flips the script on on the evil part, ends up get, letting Miko get away. But she's like, run, you're the fastest. And it gives you this glimmer of hope. Like she's gonna outrun this vehicle. Yeah. 
we all know she's not going to outrun a fucking... But we hoped. We hoped, though. And then, yeah, she gets fucking stabbed through the back with the kitchen knife. It's all very visceral. And then seeing her fucking head on the stake. Seeing the whole body part. Yeah, that's where, to me, that's where I was like, oh, this is... It was like episode nine. So it's like one more episode to go. And yeah, what Akira was feeling is what I was feeling. And this is where the... This is where, if you think Yuasa is a genius, this is where you, you get merit for that. Because the directing of this whole scene... It's, you kind of see all the pitchforks go up and down, all the stakes go up and down, and then it just kind of flows into frame, fucking Miki's head. Mm-hmm. And it's got the same exact expression she had when she was stabbed, and it's not an expression of of hope or anything. It's not one of those bittersweet moments. Mm-hmm. She's afraid. Yeah, you're being r- run down, basically. Full goddamn fear, and this is the first time Akira at least willingly kills a human being, let alone... And it's pretty justified, in my opinion. Honestly, I, I know we just, hate saying it, but it's, I'm... it's as justified as any of the demon deaths in the show. Yep. Let's be honest. And, yeah. But then to continue on this, nothing is black and white. Akira goes up to Rio later on in the final kind of scene, and he he's still fighting for humanity. Yeah. He still wants humans to survive. Just those people weren't worth saving. <laughs> no, but in, in the past hour, he's seen yeah. the best of humanity and the worst of humanity. And now he's he's got all these conflicting emotions going through, and he's still this fucking crybaby still chooses to not side with fucking Satan yeah. and be you well, know surprise Rio is Satan you know? yeah yeah he, he, a... he was basically sent down to Earth from God and all that stuff from fighting and destroying all the demons which they thought they did kill them all yeah kind and of a classic Satan gets cast down from heaven exactly. uh, a little bit of a and, and though they all pretty much got destroyed they still like. For the most part, uh, was it spiritually? I think their souls lived on in spirit. They're physically gone, but their souls lived on. And basically, Akira, without knowing it, had a friend, Ryu, basically Satan, grow up with him. And that made Satan kind of like like him. It's the only one that didn't leave him alone through his growing up and getting his power back. Yeah. And so this whole plan of Ryu was like, "I, I did this for you. So that yeah, he made him a mon so he could live with they him. They can both for live in the new world together. Yeah, where yeah. everyone's dead. Little fun fact about the original Devil Man yeah. is uh, in the original they weren't uh, eradicated from the Earth. They were frozen on Earth rather uh, than living in spirit. And uh, another I like the spirit idea. Though, I think more. it's pretty. It takes cool. it more. Another thing too is Rio was not like he was in the original. He was actually a very passionate, caring person. Yeah, this and, is different, but I yeah. liked it too because at the end, at the it's, end like, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. ending that makes it. Uh, but I just thought that was kind of a cool dichotomy of a few things that were changed throughout it, but I don't think did anything even close to ruining it. Just giving it a different perspective. Yeah, more, more, more limelight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, you have the big uh, good versus evil in a way. While as you just said, you have the devil man looking like the evil yep. guy and Satan looking like the angel, if you and showed, it's not that way at all. If you showed an outsider this scene, they would assume oh, is this that God versus uh, it's the God devil. versus Satan, and you're like, well, kind of, but <laughs> not who you think is each. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you look at it like right here, the imagery of literally showing Akira. He has a darker skin now. He has like his eyes have been darkened more when he got this transformation and Ryu has got blonde hair, perfect white skin. Yeah. That looks like Angel good and wings. evil. Yeah, it looks it looks good and evil and the co- it, it, fair, like an intersex look, like has breasts but also has like physical like features of a male yeah. to to kind of I think to embody I don't know if this was originally how it was, but I think in, in this like adaptation that, yeah. it was to embody the fact that Satan is all things. I feel it's yeah. not male. It is not female. It is it's supposed to be like formless. It in is. A way. Ju- it just is. It and um, 
uh, Bafomet. It's uh, kind of oh, a... Oh, Yeah, Bafomet. <laughs> it's a, another kind of satanic, I guess, imagery. It's the person with the goat head sitting on the... Yeah, I don't like that, though. Yeah, but they also have uh, both kind both features of male and female, and I think it's supposed to kind of play off of that. I did see somebody mention that it was in the original to justify the the kind of relationship between Ryo and Akira back in the 70s. So if if Ryo has boobs, then it's more acceptable than them just being gay. I don't know how much yeah. merit that has. It, it said something on when I was reading it. I, I'm not, don't quote me. It was just something uh, when it talked about the whole creation of this. They they made it somewhat LGBTQ. I can't say the whole it's thing. It's okay. <laughs> Acronyms I, are tough. Yeah, it's really hard. But yeah, they, they made it to where it was more for that because they didn't want to define it when it came to God and, yeah, and stuff like that. So I'm not sure exactly the origins to it, but it I, I think it was a cool thing. I don't. I don't hate it. I, d- I didn't I don't mind think it at all. Like bad. I said, this whole final battle, uh, it was also a pretty amazing kind of fight scene of them trying to good so versus wonderful. evil, and literally trying Akira trying to at least hold that little last sense of humanity left, even though almost everything is gone. Nuclear bombs have been going off back and forth with the wars of humanity. Yeah. Everything has gone according to Satan's plan. One thing I like so. about the final scene is where so all the devil men that I previously mentioned that responded to Miki's post end up gathering with yeah. uh with Akira to do this final battle. And there's throughout the entire final battle, Akira's getting his arms cut off, his legs cut off, just yep. getting the shit kicked out of him. And a devil man that he's never met before will say, Use me. And then they keep giving it'll off. go fucking Power Rangers and become his legs. And <laughs> this is like Gurren Lagan, but it's with <laughs> so cool. And yeah. it's a very it's a very intense moment because like you don't you're doing this for somebody that you don't know. And I, I think they did that because they finally felt like they could be themselves from a- Akira being the first kind of public devil man. And from what Miki did, they finally felt not so alone. They didn't have to feel like that other that we're always Yeah, they had a human about. that actually saw them for who they are. Yeah, exactly. And then again, kind of corny, but I think in a, I think in a show that has such despair, sometimes a little happy corniness, a little happy campiness is fucking nice. And yeah, watching yeah, them sa- continuously sacrifice themselves at the end to try to win this final fight against Satan mm-hmm. was really touching. Yep. That and the visuals of this fight, there was a lot going on, but holy fuck, was it cool. Yeah, like, it definitely was. And uh, so we're going to wrap it up basically with the ending of the show. So no matter how many Devilman were trying to help Akira, it's pretty much all but futile. Uh, the de- you know Satan is going to win, essentially, everything. Yep. And in this final conflict, it's kind of like, I think of it as the Naruto Sasuke. They're both sitting there side by I've side. Se- you're not the only one that's made that comparison. Oh, I, I saw it immediately. And this is how I think it should have went. Not like the despair like that, but one should have died. Yeah. <laughs> but um, other than that, basically, this is, you know, Satan finally explaining like, you know, I'm sorry we had to do this, but I'm just glad we could be together. Blah, blah, blah. Kind of expressing yeah. um, oneself and... After, and you don't see the end of the fight either. It's kind no, of jump it's, cuts. It's kind of big flash, and it's, then yeah, it's, it's, and then it's it cuts over. to them laying down in a very what I would describe as an end of Evangelion. Almost scene. like that too. So both comparisons kind of yeah. I see it. But what you know, Satan didn't realize is that Akira has long been passed. Is basically yep. in half. Cut, yeah, his legs are eyes gone. are open, but you're dead. You know, one hundred percent gone, baby. And it, it hit me because I, I like I, like I said, this is literally a show where everyone dies. Mm-hmm. And I always joke like you need to have death. Like this was finally where I got what I wanted. 
and, and it was I a would, little too much. <laughs> it would no, but, but I was happy it did it yeah. because then what you just told me, we talked about this before we got on the podcast. All of a sudden, Satan starts like crying for the and first it, time, and he's like, for the, he's like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I'm gonna be alone, and he couldn't handle it. She, yep. he, you know, I know it's well, Satan itself, re, but I, I, we see we see this character is Rio, who is never who is, showing who any is emotion. male. Yeah. So like, I, I think I think yeah, we'll just he, call is, he, he is yeah. okay. But we all throughout the whole show, when like animals die, when people die, it never Nothing. affects him. Not even a, a look. Even when he's hurting Akira by taking out all these people, he does not care. Yeah. But as soon as Akira is gone and he is the Tears. cause of this, he could not hold it back. Tears anymore. and despair. And I don't know if you've remembered this or noticed it when you first watched it, but the show starts off with Rio doing a monologue saying, "I've never felt anything before. I didn't know. I didn't mm-hmm. think love existed because I never felt it." Right. As soon as it cuts to Ryo and Akira laying down in the final scene, it starts off with that exact same monologue. So the first thing you hear in the show is the last Basically thing you already, hear yeah. in the show as well. And now That's you well get done. context behind it and you realize that you're right. Like you've never felt anything in your life. And now you finally are kind of willing to admit that like Akira, I essentially Akira, I love you. You are the love of my life. Well, guess what? But now you're fucking dead, and now... All because of you. And into this empty, dead wasteland, there is nothing except these two bodies and, and apparently, one soul. And apparently, I didn't see it, but like when you read the whole plot thing, like any of the pages or whatever, like you'll see these beams of light. Like They're saying that it's the angels coming down to Earth to destroy it and then reform it. Yep. Yeah, so there are... Like, they're coming down, so basically, it's mm-hmm. showing that the world will start up again. Yeah, that's kind of which was kind of interesting. So it's like it's a it's it's a sad, it's a horrible ending, but it's also showing the rebirth process. Yeah. It's a cycle. Yeah. The, that's a cycle. The yeah. universe in Devilman Cryberry Crybaby is doomed to repeat this cycle of fucking Satan coming down. You know, God creating, Satan destroying, God destroying, and mm-hmm. then recreating. Yep. And uh, in in I was it took me a minute to realize what the hell was going on with this scene, but it keeps flashing to all the friends, Miko, Miki, and uh, Akira passing the baton to each other yeah. from the track team. Yep. And then every time it gets to Rio, it falls. It drops. And that's a that's symbolism for the universe. We create, we create, Pass we create it on once to... you finally get to Rio. That's when things revert. The baton drops. We start over. Let's hope we're not close to that now in the real world. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. But wonderful. Let's... That whole ending scene, like, Jesus Christ. To be honest, the, the so show, with all we've talked, and it seems like we're very positive about the show, there was a lot of moments in the middle of the show. The the, the animation kind of hits me a little awkwardly. It's a, it's a, it's a strange But, man, one. did the ending of that show really nail it for me. Yes. Uh, so it was really bleak and, and misery, but it had a lot to say, a lot of messages. It's one of those shows that when I go back and rewatch it, and I do say when because I, I will say, rewatch this re-watch show it? at yeah. some point, that's when it's real. It's, this is going to be another Evangelion for me right. to where the first time I watch it, I wasn't exactly sure what I was watching for most of it. The second time, I'm going to know exactly where the story is going. Maybe I'll have to do it because I've only watched it once, and uh, I felt like that was enough. I get that. But I get. It's not a show that you can watch once a fucking month because no, I think you're going to go this down. This is my favorite show. I watch it every day. Oh, are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Are you fine? Come on. Come <laughs> we here. can talk about it. Do you want to go do something? <laughs> like get outside? Out of the house? <laughs> Yeah. But yes. Hey, you want to go to a party? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a really cool place called the Sabbath. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But no, you're right. When watching the show, especially for the first time, there's a lot of wild 
especially the imagery during like the Sabbath sex parties. And then you see a vagina turn into teeth and then fucking crazy shit. Now it's a body horror. Yeah. It's wild. And Did you watch it with Kelly, by the way? Was she like, she watched watch some a of little it bit? Me. Yeah. yeah just like, kind what of the fuck are you watching now? Just kind <laughs> of in the background. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I'm really curious because I have it down on Mal as an eight. Um, I'd like to say that this show, almost out of what it's trying to tell and all that, deserves almost a nine, 10 out of 10 for me because of what it's done and what the black and the white. I love everything. Yeah. But when I had to do it, it's almost like, I, you know, some shows I rate how I feel like watching it, like how much of a rewatch factor, how much is it like personally would I say, yeah, you should really watch this because some people aren't going to be able to do this. So I gave it an eight because it's very good. It's well-deserving of some recognition, but I can't give it a perfect score because it's not like I enjoyed fully watching it. Sure. It's weird, but it's it's definitely eight. So what would you rate this show? It's very hard for me. I'm kind of, I'm intrigued because I feel like you'd want to go higher, but you know, keep it, you know. With the Devil Man story, yeah. and just because all these themes that we're talking about, this isn't new to Devil Man Crybaby. And like you said, you have to kind of like pay attention or watch YouTube videos to pick up every little detail yeah. because the anime is not as easily explainable. Oh, no. It's your it's, first watch. It's an art piece. This is an yeah. art house film or an art house series or whatever you want to call it. This is less entertainment uh, than a lot of other shows that we've watched. But the overall Devil Man story, I mean, the things that were conceptualized in the 1970s manga, this idea of, you know, anti-war, anti-othering things, fucking Satan finally kind of feeling, you know, it was th- that that part was way more part of Crybaby. But just the idea of Devil Man, I kind of think deserves like a 10 out of 10. It's especially considering how fucking old it is, just a pioneer fucking yeah. around with these ideas before having this, having all this media to look back on. So just the idea and the sto- straight up story of Devilman is like a 10 out of 10 for me. It's life changing. Misaki Yuasa's Devilman Crybaby adaptation. It's is really, I think I'm going to give it an eight right now. So just like me, yeah, I eight. think so. It's a if very I, good one. Yeah. When I rewatch it, it's subject to go. You know, higher. the sky's the limit. Like Evangelion, where you're like, the more you watch, the better it gets. The more, yes, because I now I don't have to question what's happening. Now I can know what's happening and find out why it's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's shit I love. You know, I love deep philosophy in shows. I it's just there's this, something there where it's like too much. Or, this is my first, it's like an edge show, a little. Yeah. yeah, like this is my first Yuasa. Thing that yeah. I've watched, um, and I'm still deciding how much I like his style. I love his creativity. Don't get me wrong; like he's he's doing things that nobody else is, and fucking a, he's gained my respect. But I'm not sure exactly. I guess my question is: I have to figure out: Do I think Misaki Yuasa added to Devil Man or retracted from it? Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> yeah, I maybe if I Leave go back there, and we'll read the it. manga, we'll figure it out. But yeah, for right now, I'm going to give Devilman Crybaby an 8, 8.5 if you want to get real technical with it. But yeah, same yeah. same as me then. And maybe I, if I rewatch, I'll do the same thing. But I think it's a very comfortable scoring. So uh, hopefully, if you guys did watch it, you got through that okay. You know, it's one hell of a, a Halloween day. But, yeah, uh, it's talking about some real, some real things, not just a spooky, stabby man, but. What if we were all spooky stabby But men? also, if you guys are listening, like, all right, I wasn't going to watch it, but now this seems really fucked up. I want to watch it. Hey, watch it tonight for Halloween, you know? Yeah. Really get in the mood, and by the last ending of this series, you'll 
you'll be into it. So, and I'll be honest, like I, I, I think I, I think I had heard that like Rio was Satan, and like the twists. This is not a show where you need to be, where you need to have no spoilers to enjoy it. Cause no, because it's still yeah. Even watching how these things, like you can know that Rio was Satan, but finding out exactly why and how it's done is just as enjoyable. It is not a, you need to see it once and then after that it's fucking ruined for you. No, no, no. Yeah. So please, yeah, go out, watch Devilman Crybaby. It's 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 definitely heavy, but I th- I think y'all can deal with it. I think you'd be all right. Yeah. Our listeners are strong. They're strong people. They're strong people. But I'm a fan, dude. Like I'm a, I'm a new Devil Man fan. Uh, thank you uh, for I'm just suggesting glad, see, this for years. We don't normally have a lot of like unless it's like a force recommendation. You don't watch a lot of like things I've already watched. And yeah, if it's so not I'm glad being you covered did. on the podcast, then it's like, well, why the fuck? Are yeah. So and I've that? recommended it for like six months, and I'm like, I'm, you finally like, you know what? I'm gonna do it so you don't have to watch anything, and you can catch up with other. And I appreciate it because I'm like, I think this is perfect for Halloween. You know, it was a pretty good one. So. I think it's pretty good, man. Yeah. It, it has horror visuals, and it, it makes you think. Yeah, it's my favorite kind of horror. That's right. I'll horror. just find more of them. <laughs> it does say on when I looked at the mouths, like if you like this, you'll like Parasite the Max. I'm like, True. here we go. So True. I don't like, think Parasite was quite as hopeless as Devil Man. Yeah, but, it's surprising, but it did recommend it's the next you know, one you should watch. Spoilers: so. I don't remember Parasite ending with a post-apocalyptic wasteland full of red so far. ocean. So. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Hopefully you did. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I, I really, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy I watched it. And, uh, you know, if there are any major scenes or any major themes that are your favorite part of Devilman that we didn't cover, you know, please hit us up. Talk to us about it. I, I would love to have some more philosophical discussions about this this banger of a show. And to do that, if you're wondering, well, how the hell do I get in touch with you guys? I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do this stuff. Just go in the episode description, the show notes. Uh, we got a Discord, we got Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up there, join the Discord, and hang out with us. Uh, if you really like the content and you're thinking about that patron Q and A we did earlier, and you're like, hmm, I got a question for these That's fucks. Right. Go ahead and join the Patreon, or at least consider joining the Patreon for one dollar a month. You can get in the patron Q and A, uh, access to early. Ac- early access to extra episodes when we do indeed release them and uh you know perhaps some other goodies yeah yeah um also just before we head out of here uh i did not forget about your cosplay uh voting thing oh, i want yeah. i want to extend it another week unless you want to just say are, the, are the numbers starting to even out a little bit no we got some, no no <laughs> okay. but i did make a slight poll on instagram um also i was just sitting here like i wanted to gather all the numbers and say like how much it won sure. by just have a little fun no, with that's it so fair. I, I don't think people are in a rush i think they have an idea if you're in the discord who's gonna win but you know for the listeners that are just waiting on the podcast we'll announce it probably the next episode and i'll have all the numbers for how many was voted for each one? So. Now sounds good to me. Give more people time to to cast their vote. And uh, one more time before we get out of here, if you did not get enough spooky shit today, please go over to our friends at Anime Summit Podcast. Uh, wherever you get podcasts, they are available. Check out the extra episode, the cinematography episode I did with their host, Danny, about uh, John Carpenter's Halloween and the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I had a blast, and I hope you guys listen. As always, though, I'm JD, and that's Earthworm from the Anime Brothers Podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>